0: There's a story in my mind I want to use to illustrate. My wife had, you know, brought up the issue because she had a discussion with some people on a women's um, discussion group. And people brought up this matter. She was telling me about it. And I want, you to illust- I want to use it to illustrate total faith. We all know some medicine, a bit of medicine. We know the issue of genotype, sickle cell disease, and all of that. I believe almost all of us know that, the, the story around it. If a man is AS, uh, the woman is AS, they teaching in medicine that they shouldn't marry because they have a one in four chance of having a child that's going to turn out to have sickle cell anemia. So, that was the discussion that came up. So, I'm asked a number of times, and my wife asked me also, what's my opinion? So, people were talking and I said, no, don't even try it. I have seen cases in which... Didn't in fact, said, somebody, somebody even said that he had a friend that wanted to do it, and this person talking actually had a child that has sickle cell disease, so... So I took the fellow to go and see her child when she was sick. And that fellow said, I'm not marrying again. Now, these are serious issues of life. These are things that people... Do you understand? And of course, the problem here is that there's no problem, actually. There are two groups of people out there. There are ignorant people and aware people. Do you understand? The ignorant people just do anything they like. Those who are aware, they take care. The problem, the problem are the faith people. The faith people are the ones that can be aware. Do you understand? And they still do it anyway. Now that's where the question usually is. That's why I was asked also, you're a faith man, what should they do? I told my wife straight. I said, I don't have a general answer. I have to see the people and talk to them. I don't have a general answer. Why? Because I've seen both sides. Was your wife giving me a testimony the other time? I think of her brother or her sister. Her sister. Same situation. She married. And they knew ahead. The man said, I have faith for this. And the woman agreed. But my faith carries two children. So they prayed, believed God, first child, normal. Prayed, believed God, second child, normal. And the woman wanted the third one. The man said, I don't have the faith. Let like this. I'm worn out. I've, that is, But after a few years, the man came back and told her, now I think I can handle it. Let's do it again. And they had a third child and was totally normal. I have a friend. One a doctor, the other a pharmacist. That is, husband and wife. One a doctor, the other a pharmacist. They knew. Then I still remember, I did not know, when my friend was agonized, we were in school together. And this brother was pursuing her with all his might and all his soul and all his strength. And all of us didn't understand. You know, you don't know what people are going through. We didn't know what else was behind her. What she was having to struggle with. And listen to me. At the end of the day, she did it. Had um, five of six children. Now listen to this. None of them was ever diagnosed as having sickle cell disease. None. The last one is like 12 now, 13. All right. I think it's five children. As a little child, one of the children died. Now, that's why I use the word diagnosed. Was never ill. Nobody knew what happened, and that's, it would not be fair of us to say that child has sickle cell disease, because I know many other children that died, and that was not the issue. But this child just took ill. And died. So we don't know. That's why I said nobody was diagnosed. None. Nobody was diagnosed. And I had I think four now. So there were five total. Last time we were talking, we were talking on the phone a few days ago. When she was telling me experiences and all of that, things that happened, and told me how she handled each pregnancy. She would tell me things like, all through my pregnancies, I ensured I never offended my husband once. He said, because the power to bless me was in his mouth. This is a doctor talking now. <laughs> I ensured. She said, I will give my peace offerings. Now, he wasn't talking money. I, it wasn't money. Oh, God, this one will be deceiving you. be collecting your money. If, you, if somebody is defrauding you with offering, now you, now you get a problem. Because I think it should be hard enough. Anyway, like I said, you, see, you know the problem with people? Why they cannot... Be hard when somebody wants to defraud them that they are not generous normally, and faith is a total thing. So, a stingy man will be defrauded. Yeah. Jaguda pastor will, the I mean, one way or the other, that money is going. You either give it willingly or one <laughs> say, forcefully. If you don't want to be defrauded, be a generous giver. You do, just be a generous giver. You go, you go to a church, like I keep on saying, who do you think is paying the bills? Ain't just an assignment. These bills are paid by human beings like you. And if God has blessed you, allocate a portion there. Don't wait for the pastor to go and hire. Like one of my friends said, he was telling my wife one day, I wasn't there for the review camp. He said one day <laughs> that in his church, he looked and said, Ah, these people, they won't give. All right. He went and hired the mercenary. Okay. I won't tell you the name of the man. There's one man in this town. If I mention, you, you know. He said that one came to church. He just said, oh, that song. We can't remember the song. He said, when he called, let's welcome to the microphone. Apostle O'Keymuti. Not you, came is not the one. But just as an example. He said, let's welcome our pastor. As the man came up, he said, the man just started singing. Let me just sing a song. Another song. He, like. he never talk anything, no. They were coming forth to pour offering, offering. He said, hey, you people had this kind of money. By the time the man was through. They are giving their soul, their intestine, live back, giving everything. The Lord is good. And that just, by the way, let me me get back to my gist, all right? This is my main story. So that's why she told me that. She told me a lot of things, and I said, oh, God, I was so blessed by that discussion. Now I'd like to tell these stories for people to realize that faith actually works. Now, where am I going? Back to the question when my wife asked me, I said, look, I have to see the people. I said because you see people often remember faith when it's convenient for them when they are in love and say I don't want him to go say I will use faith to handle that situation they forget the man is from their hometown they said years ago I will never marry somebody that's not from my place unbelief they worked in it the man is made I mean, he has a very nice business or job, drives a nice car. He has, you know, he has, Pepper has rested on his side. The very thing the girl always wanted. The last brother that had faith, that wanted to marry her, did not have a car, she refused. Unbelief. She wouldn't marry a man that's not made, walked in unbelief. Then all of a sudden, this guy is from her place, he's handsome. He looks like Pastor Banky. (laughs) The Lord is good. The guy is from her place. He's handsome. He's well-to-do, financially. He's together. Then, after the relationship has gone on for a few months, she now discovers that he's as. She's as. She now pulls one faith from somewhere. The faith that could not overcome their tribal differences. The faith that could not overcome the fact that the man is not yet settled. The faith that could not overcome all of those things wants to now overcome the fact that both of you are A.S. You are mocking God. That is what they call mocking God. No matter how confident you feel, you ain't got face, baby. You ain't got it. Just to borrow from the American brethren. You don't have it. You don't have it. You're pretending. You are deceived. As I was praying, my spirit was settled. It's not true. What settled was that this guy fitted everything you ever wanted in your covetousness, in your carnality, and in your unbelief. That was what happened. You don't have any faith. 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 It's just convenient for you to suddenly start believing. I realize that God is faithful, He's actually faithful. It is we that are always faithless. I am going to ask you to pray today, to repent of faithlessness. It's crucial because many times we walk around, I'm confident. We're not confident, it's convenient. And the soul settles. People can't take a job by faith. They can't work in their business principles by faith. They want to make millions by faith. They are lying. That's the point I'm trying to make about this total faith. It is not how you feel that tells you whether you have faith or not. It's the choices you have made in previous times by virtue of faith that lets you know whether you are working in faith or you are deceiving yourself. Let me tell you, faith is curse. That's why the Bible says, Jesus looked and wondered that, whether the Son of Man returns, he will find faith on the earth. Even in the church of God, believe me, faith is curse. That is why we, all our faith seems to only be able to get. You hardly hear the faith that lays down. I said it last time. You cannot have faith in isolation and you think you have it. You don't have it. I said something earlier, don't ever forget it. God is good. He's actually training you in faith. You were going for NYC. He told you, oh boy, take it easy. Okay, I'm going to give you something. Don't worry about where they post you. No, you didn't let your uncle rest. They had to post you to Lagos or Harcourt or Abuja. Hear you the word of the Lord. You operated in unbelief. When you finish the NYC, you are claiming the best job by faith. Are you a fool? You just finished mocking him for one year. God said, take it easy. Take it easy. My friend was telling me the other day, her daughter was going for NYC. And she, of course, she's a mother. My first child, just about 20 years of age. Ah. The girl said, Mommy, leave it. And she knows people. She said, Mommy, leave the matter. That I have prayed to God. She went to Covenant University. I have left the matter for him. I told him to send me wherever he wants me to go. So they posted the young woman to Enugu. Okay, in Enugu now. The mother said, ah, that one a small thing. I know everybody in Enugu. The girl said, did I not tell you to leave the matter? So they catapulted the young woman to one village after Ansuka. So the mother was like, eh? See, now I told you. The girl had gone there and come back. and said, what is it? I have rented a one-room apartment. Eh, a one room, if you pay $1,000 a month, you should know the quality of the room. You know that kind of thing. Now what I'm trying to say, does the girl have faith? Yes, she does. It's different when your parents don't know people. This is somebody who is connected and yet said, leave me alone. I have left it for God. People want to use their, mach- their, their abilities to do everything, break every rule, lie to get a job, cause their age, do everything, get that job, they start believing God for promotion. Why are you getting involved in mocking God? Faith is total. Faith is total. If you didn't step in there by faith, you will not be promoted by faith. Like I say all the time, the way you get a result is the way you sustain it. Listen, God is saying, who will be faithful? The word faith and the word faithfulness. In the Greek and in the Hebrew, they are the same thing. God does not know the difference between faith and faithfulness. said they are the same thing. That was why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could seem not to be strong in faith. The way some of us practice it. You need to confess that you are coming out of the fire. They did not. But they were so strong in faithfulness. That got him out of the fire. Total faith. That's what I'm preaching. It was not when Daniel got to the throne that he said, I will not steal. <laughs> it was a, as a little boy. God, I told you, God practices. He, he teaches us step by step in little things. He said, you know what? Your faith is going to be in what you will eat and what you will not eat. He didn't have the revelation of Paul, that says, that that all food is the same. The way the little boy, the young teenager and his friends understood, this food is sacrificed to idols. These people eat in dedication to their gods. We cannot participate. The only food we can get is the one they have not yet cooked. The one that has not gone to the ceremony. So let's have those ones. We'll manage. That was their level. And they were faithful with it. That was what got them ready to be able to face the fire. You can't finish gasoline everything they give you. Chop, 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 chop. And I said, Bow. I the weight of your stomach will pull you down. <laughs> they give food sacrifice to idols, you eat. <laughs> Wine sacrifice offered to the gods, you drink. Then I say, Bow before the golden calf that the king has made. And I say, I won't bow. God said, I better bow before they smoke you because. The fact is that you bowed long ago. You think it is today? You've been bowing all these years. Then when is the final stage of testing? Now want to pass the exam. You can't pass the exam. That's what I'm preaching. The faith that is total. Listen, every day God is training you and training me. He gives you little things. He went to Abraham. Abraham, there was no son involved. It was money. They went, they fought, they won. He saw Melchizedek, Melchizedek, he gave him a tenth of all. He saw the king of Sodom and he returned 90%. Every other thing. Abraham went back home with nothing apart from his his nephew that he rescued. That was why I came. Therefore, he washed his hand off every other thing. It was not a son. It was just the goods that belonged to the king of Sodom. He said, I don't want it to be said that I made Abraham rich. You will taint my testimony. That was not a son. It was simple. It was easy. Many people can't let that go. They want to sacrifice Isaac. (laughs) No, it doesn't work. If you can't let the goods of the king of Sodom go, you cannot let Isaac go. That's the point I'm making. Those are the little tests of life, the simple obedience that God commands for us every day. is when we are going through that, those little steps of obedience that faith is built up. What builds up faith is the word of God. Faith comes by what? Hearing. What leaks faith or what brings forth unbelief is also what? The word of somebody else. And I said earlier, ability to hear God's word and be deaf So, what Satan is saying is dependent on how much of this little, little obedience is, if I may borrow the coin that word, we have been participating in. If we have been obeying God in little, little things, the voice that wears down faith, that brings in unbelief, we are deaf to it. That's what the Lord said Who told you you were naked? Suddenly you are hiding when I'm coming. Suddenly you are covering yourself. Things you did not do before. Listen, let me tell you the truth. Eh? In life, as a Christian, once you start doing things you did not do before, eh? Start asking yourself, why am I doing it now? I remember once I said, "You know, to make some of you laugh." There was a young woman I was pursuing. You know, whenever I, you apostle, you, you know, you, you may pursue a woman. You know, I say, but it not work. Amen. It was God. <laughs> you know why I stopped? Not my wife, okay, I married this one. No, I stopped. I found myself telling lies twice. I found myself telling lies twice, to impress somebody. Ha. If I was telling lies to save my life, I would even understand. You're getting my point. But just standing like, do you know, there are things that are just alien to your system. Yeah. I've never been a man that bragged. No, 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 I'm not saying that You know, I'm holy and righteous. I don't know how God did it. One of the things my wife first knew about me, that she even complained that, he said that I talked too much. And she wasn't talking about normal gisting. I mean, why won't you gist plenty if you want to marry? If you don't talk, you will remain single. <laughs> That's not what she's talking about. It's the way I used to tell things nobody asked me. (laughs) In trying to ensure you don't have a wrong impression of what I am like. Because I understood that the anointing is very deceptive. No anointing. And you see a man come to preach and say, open your Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 7, you would think he's a millionaire. (laughs) You wouldn't know it's the word of God that's anointed. The man will wear a cheap watch, you will think it's expensive. Why? It's the glory. When the anointing is upon you, eh, it's oil. You'll be shining differently. I, and I was used to it. I realized that this is a confused. When you now see, you know, especially when you see, you know, it's not my fault that I'm handsome. You know that kind of thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you now mount the pulpit. Ah! Single guy. In fact, I don't know how pastor, but you managed. You were with him. How did he manage? Because when once you climb the pulpit, half of these single ladies are not hearing what you're saying. They just be seen as handsome as this guy is. They won't know that you're a wicked soul at home. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because anointing will just embellish you. So that was why, when I met my wife, I started saying, "Okay, I was just trying to un-anoint myself, just remove the anointing." Said, so didn't know her all the. <laughs> You, you know, there's a style you use to tell somebody how much you're earning when the discussion has not yet gone too far. Say, eh, hey, they buy shoe that price, hmm, two months salary. You've told her the amount. <laughs> Assume your salary was fifteen thousand You say, eh, hey, a man bought a pair of shoe for thirty thousand. Let me calculate two whole month salary. Ah, huh? no, you've told her, oh girl, nazo will o. Do you get my point? Yes. And I opened my mouth one day. I found myself telling two trivial lies. You know, many people won't think they were serious lies. People tell worse things every day. But for me, anathema, I don't do such things, especially to try and impress you. The day I found myself doing it twice, I knew that I was out of the will of God. I didn't need anybody, I didn't need to pray, I didn't need to fast. I said, Banky, you are out of the will of God. When God is coming and you're suddenly hiding, I don't know whether you're getting my point. The Holy Spirit is coming. You are suddenly covering yourself. The Lord knocks the door. You are, Lord, I'm in the bathroom. Come back another time. Ah! I say, why are you hiding? It's actually I'm not wearing anything. She said, who told you you were naked? Once your behavior starts changing in life, it's a good question to ask yourself. Why am I behaving like this? Your brethren are gardening. Suddenly you can't go. You can't find time. Ask yourself why. Am I feeling like a failure? Am I feeling like I have nothing to show off to them when I get there? Okay, that is a fact. So, who told me I'm a failure? Important question. I hope you got my point. I think I'm almost done with my message for today. To emphasize to Christians, faith is something we cultivate all the time. Faith is something we cultivate, we cause it to grow. Every aspect of our lives, we cause it, it to grow. Let me just say that thing I said before. I'll emphasize it. We don't have to stay long. all right? I think I'm virtually done with the word I came with for, for today. all right? The book of Mark chapter 11, where we're reading just now. I just want to emphasize something I said earlier. I said it in passing. I want to emphasize it. We can just get back to a simple version. Let me read the one I read normally. That's the New American Standard. Peter said to him, verse 21, the tree is dead, you cursed it. And Jesus answered saying, have faith in God, or have the faith of God, or have faith in God constantly. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up, cast into the sea, and does not doubt, but believes, it will be granted him. Therefore I say, for all things you pray and ask. If you can believe that you will receive them, they will be granted you. Now, I just want to go over that again. All right? Now, notice something he said. He introduced all of that by saying, have the faith of God. What I want to emphasize again is that what the Lord Jesus was saying here is that if a man, if a woman constantly walks by faith, now listen to this, constantly walks by faith, the person will discover the ability to believe when he has to move a mountain. Are you getting my point? I just want to emphasize that. That's actually what he was saying. If you walk constantly by faith, you will discover the ability to believe for the moving of a mountain when a mountain stands in front of you. The discipline, therefore, is the constancy of the walking by faith like i've been saying in small things in responding to situations let's take an example <laughs> you know this naira and dollar thing you know the way it's been going how much is the dollar now 308 oh ho oh, it has gone from 303 to 308 in 2 days as at the end of last year at the beginning of December in Enugu it was still 225. I know because somebody asked me to find out. I remember very well. In just about um, a month and a half, it's gone from 225 to 308. I don't know whether I should say this, though. So. It's not coming back in a hurry. I hope you understand that. It's not coming back in a hurry. It is will slow down. <laughs> when you can be sure it's not going further, it's when it hits 400. I'm not saying it hit 400. I'm just saying that's when I feel that you can say it has reached a point, it may stop. Okay? Why did I say that? Because I felt like that when it started sliding little by little. So I'm not saying I'm sure. That's what I felt. And my wife and I were discussing We called me, what is the reason? It's not mismanagement of the, by this current administration. It's not. I hope you know that. That has nothing to do with it. The summary of it in economic terms, that is talking about um, economic policies, is that Nigeria didn't save money when oil was expensive. So if you had built your foreign reserve to up to like eighty billion dollars, that time you would have a because this oil cannot remain. Now I'm talking. Is that Bible? Okay, let me just educate people anyway. The oil cannot remain at this price for, for such a long time. The reason is because once you have very low oil prices, production starts collapsing. It starts collapsing. Canada will stop producing. Most of the Americans will stop producing because they really can't sustain their production on them. Like when they started um, uh, what they call fracking, all right? Fracking oil was coming out of the oil at $70 a barrel. And they only went for fracking because oil remained persistently over 90 So they need to be profitable. Canadian tar sands, the oil comes out of the ground at the cost of $80 a barrel. Those numbers are shut down by now. So if you retain the price down for a long time, people start closing down. They start shutting shop. And then there will be zero new investments. The only reason why Nigeria can continue to produce is because our oil is about the cheapest in the world. We and the Saudis, our oil is one of the cheapest in the world to extract. The Saudis, those who are there, it's in sand. So they, their cost of bringing that is maybe less than $10 a barrel. Our own is between 10 and 20 you know? Stuff like that. So it can't come down for a very long time. So if you keep it down for a very long time, production will reduce, then it starts climbing up again. So it's a swing. It's up and down in this. It's up and down. That's just the way it is. So we're supposed to have kept money that aside to tide it over. We did not, so this is a jolly side of it, amen. <laughs> just enjoy it, enjoy it while it lasts. We people we endure for a night. I didn't say meal, this one, we endure for a night. But another thing that is sure, joy is still coming, morning is still coming. Are you getting my point? Now, back to my message, the the, the spiritual side of it. Talking about working in faith all the time. Okay, let me just really say something else if I say that. You know, the faith in a country like ours, and that's the reason why the thing keeps on climbing is because it's how we live. Lord bless Nigeria, but I love America. That's how we live. We pray prayer. Lord bless Nigeria, but Lord, you know I love America. Why? If we are pregnant, we want to deliver. Where do we head for? We consider schooling abroad the privilege, which everybody has to give to his child, once he can afford it. So are we all gather together to put pressure. On the naira, and you know, we keep on looking for the dollar. So anytime it comes, we grab it. That—that—that's just the problem. I just mentioned that briefly because that's part of faith. That's part of faith. If you claim you be believing God for something, your behavior must show it. My friend did something. I know for everybody, it's not easy. It's, it's hard. My friend passed courage. The height of you Boko Haram bomb blast the yeah, air pressure, you know, all those who are in the north. Everybody begged him to bring his children down south. No, they said he should move. He's in Sokoto. So he said, no, I can't. I'm a pastor. I have a flock to look after. So his father-in-law said to him, send your children. Send your wife. I will take care of them. And he said to me, what will I say in church? How do I encourage people who I'm trying to tell not to be afraid? You come to church and say, don't be afraid. But you have exported your wife and children. It's easy now. And don't forget, many of the people there, I met a number of them, they are, they are indigents. They are not people from the south who went to the north. They were born, they grew. That's their land. They just happen to be Christians amongst Muslims. You understand? So your faith must reflect. I'm not saying, look, just by the way, faith work is not joko. We came to serve God and it has a cost. You understand? If you are praying for the country, it must show you your actions. If every time your child grows up to be a teenager, you're exporting to America to go to school, stop praying. Forget all of that. Your prayer is not working. It's not working. Sobriety in the house. Thank you for that thunderous silence. These are the truths we don't tell often. We said there are no good schools in Nigeria. It's not first degree. What's wrong with Covenant University? What's wrong with UNM? What's wrong with Babcock? That's, don't deceive me. There are so many good universities to give your child a first degree. Don't export them at every opportunity that you join in church and say, God, give us prosperity. You have no investment there. Forget it. What was I trying to say? <laughs> okay, I talked about a dollar thing. I was trying to bring out an issue. Okay, yes, I now remember what I said. So I'm not, I, let's just get back to it. So it's, it's how we, as we walk in faith, you understand? I'm trying to emphasize working in faith in every little thing. So this issue, this economic starts, you understand? It's a good time to practice working in faith in a simple way. I told my wife when the whole thing began, I said I've never felt more at peace concerning these things than at this time. I just relaxed myself. And you hear positive words from my mouth all the time. I will tell you that that if people say there is a casting down, as far as I'm concerned, there is a lifting up. up. I would declare it at such a time. I'm not going to bring out an issue here, that everything that comes into our lives, see, there was famine in the whole of Egypt, but as it affected the people of Israel, it was different. Many people were inside jail wrongly, but as it affected Joseph, it was different. I preached here before, last year I said it, if you're going to this uh, increase of his kingdom, I, I didn't even know, well, let me just I'm say that now, but the point is, I, I pointed out that God has to discipline even his people so that we we'll wake up to reality in some areas. Many, it say all of us have run to our own, what? Houses, while the house of God lies desolate. Are you getting my point? Now, I'm bringing an issue here that you see, when things happen, there is a lesson in it for us as children of God. What is the work of faith? Listen to this. I want to say this. Don't ever ascribe anything to the devil or to any government. These are the challenges of faith we are talking about. When Christians gather now to talk, all the talk is government, government. I give some analysis. I'm not ignorant of these things. I know how you can analyze it. But that is a physical reality. There is a spiritual reality, and that is where Christians are supposed to focus their energy. So, in the, in the midst of economic downturn, what is God saying to me? How am I responding? Don't worry. This is not the doing of Jonathan's government. It's not the doing of your Adva's government. And it's not the doing of a passenger's government, the previous ones before now. That's the one I just mentioned. These are, sp- these are effects of spiritual things. So, when I'm responding as a child, this is why I practice faith. How do I respond? How do I talk? Do I gather like everybody else? And start saying, is the government that's put on this situation? No, it is not the government that puts us in this kind of situation. The governments that we get are a reflection of what we are. That's the way it is. Talking about practicing faith. When you read the news, how do you talk? That's what I'm trying to emphasize. When you read the news, how do you respond? When you are making plans for your life, how do you respond? Is it now you say, let me start buying dollars to keep because I hear it's going to hit 400? How do you respond? Do you speak that even if the fig tree does not blossom and there be no fruit in the vine, yet I will rejoice in the Lord? I will joy in God, the God of my salvation. How do you speak? I'm talking about practicing faith. It's not when big mountain opens tomorrow you think you just move it with faith that you have not had in, in small things. Is it not, you're not saying, ah, listen, let me start saving money. You don't know what tomorrow will be like. Thereby disobeying the word of God that says, do not lay up treasure on the earth. Listen, challenges come. Take it as an opportunity to exercise faith. Exercise faith. Like I said, God allows us, takes us through challenges, gives us little things. It allows them to come into our lives that, listen, use this one. I know you can handle it. You are not the Minister of Finance. Are you getting my point? All I'm asking for you this time around is just give thanks every day. Don't be worried. That's what I'm saying. When they say, hey, what's going to happen? I believe that this dollar is going to become 400 Hey, what's going on? Don't go sit down and just be sad. Get up and Rejoice. But my business depends on importation. Yes, maybe you need another business. And this is the opportunity. I don't know whether you're getting my point. This is the opportunity. For some people listening to me, this this is when God will lift them up into the place where they will become foreign exchange earners. But if they spend all the time grumbling and whining, the more you grumble, the more you go down. There's something I said before. Let me say it again. I will close. Remember Jonah? What happened to Jonah? Jonah, I'm not talking about disobedience, let's talk about his uh, chastisement. He was tossed into the sea. And you know why he was tossed into the sea? The spiritual reason, it was so that he could die. That's all. The man was going to die. The same thing that happened to Moses in, in uh, Exodus chapter 4. The man was going to die. Then as he was drowning, as he got to the bottom of the sea, he began to pray. The man prayed his prayer the one that you find out there, he prayed it at the bottom of the sea. You go and read it properly. I don't have time to read it now. And then in response to his prayer, God sent a fish to go and swallow him, thereby taking him from the place where he would have drowned entirely. The story of Jonah you read, of all that, those things he said, he said them in the belly of the fish. When he said that, I was going down and I cried to the Lord, And he began to give thanks. Even though he was in the belly of the fish. It was in response to the giving of thanks that he did in the belly of the fish. I hope you are getting my point. That the fish was stimulated to go and vomit him up. What am I explaining? When he went down, he was supposed to die. He begged God. God saved him partially. And in his partial salvation, he began to give thanks. Then God saved him fully. If the man had grumbled in the belly of the fish, he would have been digested by the fish. That's my message. Did you hear what I said? If the man had grumbled in the belly of the fish, it would have been digested by that fish. What am I saying? Whatever little thing God has done for you, another practice of faith, we'll talk about it later, making faith a habit. One of the things we must learn to do is to give thanks all the time. Like I said before, if you ever travel on this our road that bad one between here and Onitsha and you complain you are walking in iniquity. God said look for something to give me thanks for. Thank me that there are no Boko Haram bombers on the road. Thank me that this road is not in Syria. That's enough to give thanks for. It's not time for you to be thankful to be grumbling and whining that why is the road bad? After all, my friend in Atlanta does not drive on such roads. Like I said, neither does your friend in Syria. Or the one in Meduguri. I hope you are getting my point. These are the things we do that make, these things make, they constitute the practice of faith to be giving God thanks all the time. I said something at the beginning. I've closed now. I want us to pray. There was something I said earlier. And as I was talking, you know what they call guilty conscience? it was breaking at least 65% of those listening to me. Because I don't like to pre- preach and it's as if you've been condemned. How did I get here? I want to believe God. Is that why my faith hasn't worked? The answer may be yes. But somebody said there is forgiveness. Yes. You don't seem to believe it. Say it now. There is Say it again. There is Bow down your heads and begin to pray and ask for forgiveness. For walking in unbelief, for walking out of faith. It's crucial. For walking in unbelief and for walking out of faith. For walking in unbelief. I want each person to just say, Lord, I ask for forgiveness. You're not talking generally. You know what I'm talking about. You know the schemings you've been involved in. To the, see, to the natural human being, there's not a problem, or you know that. But we're talking about walking by faith. We are talking about having, walking the faith of God all the time, constantly. That's what we are talking about. And that one, ah, uh-uh, we believers, for that one, every little thing counts. That's why we ask him for forgiveness, because with him there is forgiveness. He said, only acknowledge your iniquity. Just say that that thing I did was wrong. And that's it. He does it. does it. You're forgiven. And then you're brought back to a new platform. Then faith can begin to grow again. All he says is don't do it again. If you commit something into my hands, leave it. It may not, it may not turn out the way you want, but I know what I'm doing in your life. I'm preparing you to be able to speak to a mountain. Be removed and be cast into the sea. If you want that mountain to obey you, if you want that mountain to obey you, just leave things for me right now. Even when they don't come out the way you expect them to come out, just give me thanks and leave them. Another prayer point, quickly, it may not be everybody, but for you it affects. You need to repent of when you have used your friends as judgment for whether you are doing okay or you are doing poorly. And that's how you began to hear false voices. You know why we are doing all of this? Because what God wants to do through us must be done by faith. He said it has to be by faith for it to be in accordance with grace. By the power of grace, God wants to lift us up to a place. By that power of grace, He wants to lift us up to a place where no hand, no human hand can take us to. Where no human hand can lift you to. Thank God for your certificate. Thank God for your experience. There is a place he's going to take you to where no human hand. That certificate cannot take you to. That experience will not take you to. He has already prepared the place. Important you understand this. Men have walked and prepared the place that God wants you to step into. So he's training you. It's training you for the walk in faith. So that grace can be manifested in your life. Let's just give him thanks. Say, Father, I thank you. Thank him for the word of rebuke. Thank you for the word of correction. Remember, faith is not how I feel. I manifest my faith by the choices I make. Faith is not how I feel.